It was one of those rare 80 degree weekends in Anchorage, so we decided to take a last minute backpacking trip to Willowall Lakes. After working magic tricks to fit everything into our packs, once my two-year-old Renly climbed on my back, my husband and I would be carrying about 55 pounds each. Should we bring the revolver? I asked my husband, Jamie. It's kind of heavy. Ah, uh, we've got two dogs and bear spray. Let's leave it, he said. <laughs> we hiked the five and a half miles to the lake at a leisurely pace. I kept Renly entertained with wildflowers and silly songs, and there was a nice breeze for keeping the bugs off. But about a mile from the lake, the breeze picked up a little bit. And Renly started yelling, no wind, stop wind, as if she could demand it away. She's a generally happy kid and she loves hiking, but she really hates the wind. <laughs> Once we were at the lake, Jamie fretted over where to set up camp. There weren't a lot of trees or shrubs or windbreaks, but after half an hour or so, he picked a semi-protected spot to set up the tent and we went down the hill to make dinner and enjoy our bag of wine. <laughs> Around 11 p.m., we watched the sunset behind the mountains, and we headed up for bed. But as soon as we crested the hill, we were nearly blown back down again. We bolted for the tent, but every time the wind would gust, it would completely flatten on top of us. Rinley was terrified. We tried to prop the tent up or tie it to the neighboring bushes, but it was just no use. We thought about moving the tent, but there just wasn't a better spot. We were frustrated, and like Renly earlier in the day, I just wanted to yell at the wind to stop. I was done. I was ready to go to bed. Renly was clearly traumatized, and if this went on all night, we were never going to get her out camping again. Jamie and I stared at each other wide-eyed, trying to figure out what to do next. We thought about sleeping in the bushes, but that wasn't gonna happen. So Jamie asked if I could hike out. Physically, I knew it would be fine, but I wasn't really thrilled with the idea of hiking through bear country in the dark. I suggested maybe we should go up and over the mountain next to us and down Little O'Malley. That way, we cut a couple miles off and we'd be mostly above tree line and less likely to spook a bear, but Jamie pointed out that hiking down a steep slope in the dark probably wasn't the greatest idea. We were gonna have to hike out through the valley the way we came. So we quickly stuffed everything into our packs. I strapped my screaming kid on my back and we headed down the trail about midnight. I loudly sang songs to Rinley over the wind to try to calm her, but every time the wind would gust, I would have to stop and brace myself and Renly would start screaming all over again. It felt as if we were gonna be blown right off the trail. Finally, I felt her head fall forward and heard heavy breathing. She was out. A little while later, we saw our first big brown mammal on the trail, a moose. It quickly moved off at the side of us, but it was getting pretty dark. So we flipped on our headlamps, I moved my bear spray to my hand, and we positioned the dogs, one in front of us and one behind us, and moved on down the trail. A while later, we saw eye shine on the trail. I grabbed Jamie's shoulder. What is it? A moose, he finally said, as it turned its head. Whew. This one was a little more stubborn about getting off the trail, and I realized that even though it was only about 20 yards away, 
with the way the wind was gusting, it couldn't really smell or hear us. And that didn't make me feel very safe. But we pushed on. Eventually, we popped out of the bushes at the trail junction, and I breathed a sigh of relief. We could almost see the Glen Alps trailhead, and I could almost feel my head hitting my pillow. But that relief was short-lived. Not far down the trail was yet another big brown mammal. This time I didn't even have to ask Jamie what it was. 50 yards away I could clearly make out a giant shoulder hump and a dished forehead. A very large brown bear. For a split second, it occurred to me that the scene looked a little bit like a painting with the way the bear and the mountains were highlighted in the moonlight. But then I remembered that I had my daughter on my back and my heart dropped. The bear moved into the bushes and we had no idea where it was, if it knew we were there, if it was about to come charging back at us in the dark. We flipped off our hand laps gathered the dogs, and backed up the trail to make a plan. We desperately wanted to push on and hoped that the bear had just gone on his way, but in the dark there was just no way to be sure. We knew with the way the wind was gusting, our bear spray was completely useless. And if the bear was still sitting down there in those bushes, there was no way to sneak past him or scare him off the trail without being right on top of him. The risks were just too high, especially with the still sleeping kid on my back. We thought about moving into the trees and trying again to set up our tent. But then we realized we just wanted to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> the only other option we could come up with was to turn around and hike out to the Prospect Heights trailhead. The only problem is, it was already 2 a.m. That was four and a half miles away, and that is not where our car was parked. <laughs> but still, we moved off in that direction. Even the dogs were tense as we hiked for over an hour in shoulder-high grass. They had their tails tucked and were right under our feet. My legs were like rubber, and every time the wind would gust, I would feel myself swaying and wanting to lay down with the grass around me. I was watching my feet and counting the piles of bear scat on the trail when suddenly Jamie yelled. I looked up just in time to see him falling backwards on the trail towards me and to see a furry mammal running straight at us. All I could do was freeze and scream bloody murder. And then it slipped right between my legs. <laughs> a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what finally broke me. <laughs> Thankfully, we were still laughing about this when we did roll into bed at 4 a.m. Somehow, Renly hadn't woken up once. The next day, I found out that Willowa means a sudden gust of wind descending from the mountains. <laughs> touche, touche.